0: Hi, this is Chris Finwood, and you're listening to The Monarchist.
1: I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to The Monarchist Podcast. Baseball is in full swing, and our Monarchs have won 23 games already. And Hunter Fitzgerald is a huge part of that success. Joining us on the show is the 6'5", 230-pound junior first baseman at Gate, Florida. Hunter, welcome to the best and only ODU Podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having
0: me. And thanks for joining us. You've been at ODU for about eight months now. How is Norfolk treating you?
2: It's going going good so far. It's been a little chilly here and there, but it takes some getting used to, but it's going going good.
1: All right, Hunter. So... Your father, Todd, he's got an amazing reputation as a high school baseball coach at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High, having won National High School Baseball Coaches Association Coach of the Year like four times. What's it like learning from such a highly respected coach who happens to be your dad? It's awesome. I
2: mean, just growing up in that background, him being
1: there for me my whole life,
2: pretty much pushing me and giving me all his knowledge that he knows and sharing a lot with me, helped me grow as a player and a person just learned a lot from him from the playing side and you know coaching side too you could just view the game differently I feel like when you have different different types of aspects like that that he gives and stuff and, and mindset stuff and it's good that he's got such a good reputation like he said that he's got a lot of connections and he knows a lot of people that have also helped me along the way that I've gotten to work with because of him and had that privilege of his success benefiting me in that way.
0: You started your college career at Florida Southern, is that right?
2: Yep, that's right.
0: COVID hits, and then you transferred to Florida Southwestern State, where you hit 10 bombs, drove in 49 runs and less than 200 at-bats. Talk to us about your recruitment, when ODU jumped on your radar, and why you ultimately decided to become a Monarch.
2: Going into my spring season last year, is when i was first contacted by logan when he was still here logan robbins and he gave me a call in like december before i even started my season and just wanted to hear where i was at in the recruiting process and see my thoughts and stuff and at the time i didn't really think much of it and i was told him i was gonna weigh out all my options see how the season goes and make a decision towards the end and because i wasn't worried about committing yet that early or or had any pressure on myself in that regard. And he would text or call me about every week, like twice, three times a week sometimes, and send me like the stat lines of their games. And he would ask if this is good enough, like with them hitting like multiple home runs a game, like we do now and scoring a bunch of runs against teams. And and I did my research. I weighed out all my options and I just felt a bunch of love from these guys. And I felt like I was really going to be able to grow here and learn a lot from them and just have a lot of fun playing, and I felt like it was a great decision, and I don't regret anything or take anything back, and I I love how it all turned out for me, so I'm thankful for it. So
1: we know playing opportunities, that's huge for you. I was reading an article with your dad and was talking about a little bit of your journey of where you first started and then COVID hit, and that kind of gave a backlog into the opportunity to play. So how much awareness did you have with regards to what, it might look like this season for you playing with all the graduations and draft stuff with the last season.
2: Talking about this season here at ODU?
1: Yeah, the opportunity to kind of step right in and being able to play based upon what COVID did to you in your previous stops.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big things that, they mentioned here in recruiting me that I was going to come in and play right away and be a key part to the team's offense and team success and come in here and have the opportunity to do that and have an impact right away and I'm able to be a leader and help some of the young guys. You know, learn the culture and keep it going, and I felt like i have done a great job fitting in and clicking with everyone and it seemed to be working out so far.
0: You mentioned the culture, and uh, we've had kind of a culture shift those last three years for Old Dominion baseball. and. It's all about dingers now. Two years ago, 105 home runs as a team. Last year, 128. We're over 60 this year already behind you, Jake Tyser, Cam Grimes, kind of leading the way there. Um, talk to us about what makes you guys be able to, to put on a show like that at the plate.
2: I think it just, at the end of the day, it just all goes back to to your work ethic and what you're putting in and what you get out of it. I mean, our coaches do a good job of making sure we're on top of ourselves and pushing us to get better. And we have some good hitting guys to help us with our swings and know what we're doing at the plate. And when you're doing it every day at practice or on your own, just getting those reps and knowing knowing what you want to do with the pitch, it really helps a lot. And just being able to stay behind the ball and create backspin is what we try to do and get it in the air and let the rest take care of itself.
1: All right. I'm sure Mike is going to come back to the swing, what you think about a little bit later in the show. But I'm curious, what's been the easiest and the hardest adjustment for you this season Old Dominion playing a Sunbelt schedule as compared to your last couple seasons?
2: I would say easy adjustment. I mean, it's, you know, you're Still playing baseball, you've done it your whole life. I mean, as the game progresses, you naturally, I would say, evolve into a more. Like there's more talent along the way at each level, so you kind of evolve into it, and and it just becomes normal. I wouldn't say anything's overwhelming or anything. I, I've seen many good arms and many good hitters we face in the past, and uh, Florida JUCO's no joke. I would say there's a lot of talent down there. So I would say a big adjustment, just being here, I would say, is a little bit just playing in the in the cold weather. Sometimes the atmosphere is a little different. I've never been around that so much so often. Like it, You get little spurts here and there down there, but it's nothing like this. And then it's just more of a consistent, everyone is pretty good at this level for arms-wise.
0: So no breaks in and out-bat. You, you're going to be facing some tough dudes every time you're coming to the plate.
2: Yeah, you really got to... I would say be locked in for every at-bat no matter what team you're facing or or what the pitcher is, how hard or how slow he is. Everyone can get you out with any pitch. And the teams we face, we play a good schedule so their coaches know how to call pitches and know how to get guys out. So that's what they're trying to do.
0: All right. So uh, you talked about swing mechanics earlier and the coaching staff. Have you tweaked your swing at all? Or how often do you tweak your swing? And if you do tweak it, what kind of decision – tree do you go through before you make any changes?
2: Uh, I haven't tweaked my swing much at all coming here or or swing setup or nothing like that. It's more so little cues of trying to hold the ground a little longer with my legs and just riding my, my back leg as long as I can, keeping my head still, allowing me to be able to see the ball as long as I can and read the pitches better and longer through the zone. And, Sometimes I could get a little drifty at the plate, so the cues of staying in the ground and staying in your back heel helped me out pretty much this season. But not nothing drastic to my swing change or anything like that. I didn't have to make any adjustments with that. I kind of always had a similar swing.
0: So a lot has been made about the chemistry building and kind of the wind tunnel that it creates at the bud. I'm interested to hear your opinion on whether you think it's had a big impact on hitting home runs when the wind is going out towards right field.
2: It definitely, I would say it definitely does help a little bit some days, but I I don't think we've had as many really good wind days as we have had bad, to be honest. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of days where we've had the wind blowing in or a dead wind or just maybe because of the cold air, but we have had some really good wind days and, it does help if you if you don't get all of it, but for the most part, the ones we do hit, like me and Jake, Cam, like
1: they're gonna go regardless. So I don't think the wind's gonna do too much for it, but it does help. So we've had a few people ask this question with regards to walk-up music. So what's your walk-up music, and how'd you choose it? It's called "De La Mama." It's a
2: Hispanic song. Basically, it teams in the past few years being on the JUCO. I mean, pretty much all bunch of Latin guys on my team and they've all been my pretty close friends the past few years. And whenever you're hanging out together in the weight room, that's all you hear is the that type of music. It's all upbeat and like always gets your like head moving or you can get in the rhythm with it. And some of the songs are just catchy. And I actually asked some of my friends before the season to send me some of their favorite songs and I just narrowed it down from them. And then I don't know, I felt like the uh, crowd would like it. they get into it a little bit. Some of them start like a clap when it comes on. Some of the guys in our dugout start like saying a little bit of the lyrics. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool.
1: Bring a little bit of home with you too, right? Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah. All right, so baseball is known as a superstitious game. Are you a superstitious guy? And if so, what are your superstitions?
2: I wouldn't say I'm um, overly superstitious or anything. The only thing I really do the same I I have the same routine going up to the plate, and I always, put, I always put my helmet, my elbow guard, my leg guard on the same order, and then my batting gloves
1: and go up to the plate. But other than that, no, nothing different, really. Like that's, that's pretty much it. All right, good lead in here. Now, how about your teammates? Is there anyone that you see that you think has either a weird or a funny superstition?
2: I feel like there's a good amount of them that do. I don't... I'm trying to think some off the top of my head. I know a bunch of them like to have, like, a energy drink before a game here and there, something like that. Or, like, like my roommate Cam will like to eat a, a Reese's Take Five sometimes before games. I know Kenny likes to always have a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup before games. And Dangler eats about ten oranges for a game. We have in the dugout. So, just, like, little stuff like that is what i noticed.
0: All right, sticking with this teammate angle, who is the funniest teammate? Can you share an example of why they're so funny? I
2: would say Kyle Edwards. He just he's just always on go. He's such a high motor and he's always talking, he's always cracking on people and just he's just always making people laugh. He, it's just really funny. And he just loves throwing around jokes and stuff. No matter what type of day it is, no matter what type of mood anyone else is in, you can he's always gonna make somebody laugh or himself be laughing. He likes to do impressions on people and impersonate people, and it's pretty funny. So he get he gets all, all of us he gets all of us laughing a uh, bunch.
0: Now I don't know if you heard it this weekend, but there was a guy at the end of the dugout for Southern Miss who was talking trash all all day Saturday, and I could hear it. It got kind of annoying. But I'm wondering, who do you think is the best trash talker? Our team. Yeah. Oh man,
2: I'm not, I'm really not sure. I mean, I would say it's kind of hard sometimes for me to hear it because I'm playing first base and our dugouts on the other side. Or when we're hitting, I'm, I'm more towards the end of the dugout to where, like, our on-deck circle is to be with, like, the hitter side. Like, I'm sure the pitchers have a bunch of stuff they got going on down there, but I never really – I think Blake throws a lot of – Blake throws a lot of stuff out there sometimes. Maybe saying stuff um, off the top of my head. that's That's
1: all I can think about right now. All right. So you guys travel a lot. You're with each other all the time, whether it's on the road or rooming. What is a, I would say, a hidden talent that Monarch Nation wouldn't know that one of the guys in the squad has that you could share?
2: We got some guys. I, I know Bailey Matella can play the piano, and I, Joey D can sing a little bit. He likes to sing. So those are some hidden talents, I guess.
1: I wonder if Joey D got that from his dad. Bobby <laughs> D's is a funny guy. <laughs> He yeah, that is
0: he so is when I asked that question about trash talk and chirping, I was expecting Joey to be the guy because of how good of a chirper his dad is.
2: yeah. I mean, I'm sure sh- I know Joe does throw around a, a bunch of stuff too. I just I just can't think of who who's the most on the top of my head. Just I guess got to be down there a little bit more, I guess, paying attention to him.
0: all right. so we we asked this question a lot in the on the basketball show, but and I think we all know the answer before I even ask. But what is your favorite play to make in a baseball game? Favorite play? Yeah.
2: Like defensively or on offense?
0: Dealer's choice here.
2: I'm definitely hitting home runs. You were right, Mike. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be the answer for pretty much everyone we talk to, unless sure. we talk to one of the pitchers. Yeah, I'm sure. Or Kyle. Yeah, I'll Eddie. Probably no, Eddie he'll,
2: he'll probably now he'll probably say hit home run too. He calls himself the Batman. So, oh, you got to tell us why. He's just he has so much like confidence, like when he's in the box and going up to hit and practice every day. He calls himself the Batman. He's like, it's like man, if they put if they put Batman in right now, I'm gonna tie this game up, or I'm gonna leave the yard. Like no matter what, he's always he's always saying that
1: talking about himself in the third person. I like it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: All right. So we're going to shift to some localized questions. We ask everybody these. Favorite restaurant in Norfolk?
2: Restaurant? I don't really go out to eat so much. Fast food chain place, I would say Chipotle. Other than that, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, Chicks down in BB is pretty good. I've been there for, they've got some good food, but I think that's like one of the only like restaurants restaurants i haven't been to many around
0: here chicks is a solid answer everyone loves chicks
1: yeah. yeah all right so if you're not at the bud or you're not hitting in the indoor facility what's your favorite spot on campus um, i
2: i don't really have a, a favorite spot i guess so to say because when i'm on campus and we're always at the field like you said or cages other now we Kind of at home, or playing video games with each other at at our place right across the street. And I'm lucky enough to be in all online classes, so I don't have to go to campus or anything. So that's
0: pretty cool. All right, so what game is the go-to game for the team?
2: The go-to game, the beginning of the year in the fall, we were all playing Call of Duty together, the Modern Warfare 2, and now everyone got the new MLB The Show, so they've been grinding that, playing a bunch of that. And some of our guys bring their consoles when we go
1: on the road and we all hang out in a, in a room and play. All right, if you were going to grab the fellas to watch a baseball movie, which one would it be?
2: Ooh, baseball movie to watch. Let's see. I always liked Rookie of the Year growing up. That's one of my, my favorite ones, I would say. Bad News Bears is, is a classic, too, I would say. The
1: original? Or which, which one? original yeah original yeah Buttermaker, i mean yeah what a classic yeah
0: all right favorite musical artist or band i'm a
2: big i I like rap a lot that's pretty much all what i listen to most of the time i like
1: listening to little baby and kodak black all right if you could sit down with any person past or present and have a conversation who would it be and why
2: I would try to get with Barry Bonds maybe and just pick his brain a bunch about hidden and thought process and just mindset, all that, just about the game and just day-to-day life and in, in the big leagues and facing like arms like that every day and how, how you approach that and your thought process going into going into that day in and day out.
0: All right. If you could match up with any pitcher, dead or alive, doesn't matter who it is, who would you pick? Why and what are you gonna do with that pitch?
2: Um, I would man, any pitcher. Well, I'll tell you what. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Randy Johnson because that'd be a oh. scary at bat. Talking but, about the scariest lefty on lefty, right? Yeah, I know that's, that'd be brutal. I would love to face like like Degrom, and hopefully he'll groove me a fastball over the plate, and I'll try to try to get it over the fence.
1: I feel like that'd be a, a fun at bat or or Shohei maybe too. Be interesting. All right. So I know you're well established on the baseball team, but if you had the opportunity to play on another old Dominion sports team, which one would it be and why? Maybe
2: football. I played football growing up. So I was, always like playing football. And uh, I mean, I feel like I could uh, compete on the field, like physicality wise. Uh, so that'd be pretty fun to just go hit some people on the field, play some defense. Uh, yeah. Or some tight end or something like that.
0: So you did is that the position you played? Tight end?
2: Well, I played it growing up. I played I played a little bit of tight end. I played safety a little bit as well and receiver.
0: Safety is a tough position, man. Yeah. What is your top personal and team goal for this year? And what will it take for you and the team to get there?
2: Team goal, we want to definitely definitely be at the top of the conference by the end of the regular season. And we definitely plan on being in a regional, and our goal is to get that regional and win it and being a super and give us ourselves the best chance of, of, you know, hopefully going to, going to Omaha, like that'd be pretty cool. And I think we're definitely capable, capable of getting ourselves into the regional and, and winning that. I mean, we, I feel like we'll, we'll be able to fight and just be resilient. We could definitely compete with anyone I feel like. So that'd be pretty fun and a great test for us to to be it. And right now it looks like, You know, looks like realistic, good shot to be putting ourselves in a good seed for a regional if we stay at the top of our conference. Because I mean, it's pretty competitive. We got some ranked teams in it, so just got to keep keep playing our game
1: and doing our best. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I know Mike and I have been talking about wanting to make that trip to Omaha for a while, so that would be a great reason to go. Yeah,
2: I mean, I this. I would just love to go play, like, a regional at at somewhere else and play in front of a bunch of fans. Like, I've been talking about that that with with my roommates a little bit. I feel like that would just be so cool to do, just go travel somewhere else and play in front of a bunch of people that
1: that don't like you. So, I mean, it would be pretty fun. Okay. We're going to go off this a little bit off script a little, Mike. You mentioned that about wanting to play in front of some people that just don't like you, a challenge. Sounds like you got a little chip there and kind of wanting to – go into someone else's house and then take it for yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that'd be such a cool thing to do. Like, you know, you have all odds against you. I would say their whole fan base is there, wherever, wherever it may be. And them all rooting against you because you know, you're like the underdog so to speak, because probably cause we're a mid major and we're going to be probably in a regional at a power five school, but it doesn't matter. We're going to go in there and compete and play our best and, just if we beat them on their field, like that's such a satisfaction, such a cool thing to see. And you know, people will look to respect us more. And it doesn't matter what conference or how much money our school has, but we're gonna we're gonna compete.
0: All right. So this is gonna be my last question for you. And then Aaron's gonna close us out. Finney, he's a voracious reader. Has he given out recommendations to the team? And have you read anything?
2: He does. He does send a lot of videos and quotes, excerpts in our group chat often, and every day pretty much before we start practice, he'll read a little, he'll read us a little something out of either a book or an email he got, something he subscribed to, just all sorts of different authors and and stuff like that, and all and all all just kind of like ties together of what we're trying to do and like... Just, you can have a good day if you want to type of mindset and, you know, just, just stuff like that. It's all good stuff. And I enjoy when he, when he starts off the day of practice, sharing that stuff with us.
1: All right, Hunter, we really appreciate you coming on with us today. One of the big reasons why we do this podcast is to help build a better connection between Monarch Nation, Old Dominion, student athletes, coaches, and just the community in general. Do you have a message for Monarch Nation? Where can people find you on social media? Is there anything else that you want to really get out to, uh, get out to ODU and its fans?
2: Nothing much really besides for, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to, uh, to see what the rest of the year brings us and how we do as a team and just going to keep having fun, balling with the guys on the field. And, you know, hopefully bringing a, bringing a t- title back to the school. And it's, it's nice having people's uh, support out there coming to our games and, Especially when they're, you know, when they're chirping the other team a little bit and on our backs, it's it's nice to have. And when they when they get loud, and social media stuff, everything is pretty much under my name. My my Twitter, I think it's Hunter Fitz Five, and my Instagram's Hunter Dot I'm pretty sure, and so it's all simple. And if anyone wants to find me there,
0: Hunter, thank you again for joining us. Now you know about dollars for dingers. Yeah, you know that each home run is going to bring more money to the, the program.
2: Yeah, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. We'll get back to it. We got, some, we got some warmer weather coming up, so that'll be nice. Get back to
0: it. Keep raising the bill for ODU fans.
2: Yeah, hopefully we get some tomorrow, too. That'll be a big win if we pick that up on the road over there. Yeah, there.
0: you were talking about
1: going into someone's house that was a very good team and being able to make an impact. That's a great opportunity.
2: Yeah, it is. I heard their fans like to talk a little bit, too, so that'll be that'll
0: be nice. Oh, that, they'll be tripping all game. <laughs> best of luck thanks again for joining us See yes, will at the bud cheering you on this weekend
2: sounds good thanks for having me all right go monarchs go monarchs you guys go monarchs